On this episode of Fada, we sat down with Ali Saloum, aka Saluminati, an Instagram influencer, comedian, and musician. We discussed the origins of his hilarious Instagram videos, toxic masculinity in Lebanon, moving from Dahia to California, and the pressure behind making content at such a young age. Ali also told us about delving into music and roasted the Fada team in typical Saluminati fashion. Uh, <laughs> I'm, g- I'm gonna go full on it. Okay, so you're Tariq Tawil. <laughs> What, you just like one of those self-named Shias, but not really? <laughs> <laughs> so you're just like that. He, he's one of the Shias that got Shia. out. He got out. Oh, shit. <laughs> you're the spoiled Shia, so you, you just like sport the name, but you're never up for it. Yeah. Once it comes to going down on the streets, it's not, I'm okay. But like, yeah, once it comes to living up the name. <laughs> what, I see international college. Yeah, dog. <laughs> So you've seen it all, huh? Well, I don't even want to tell them my school, bro. Uh, let's get to the white kid over here. Yeah, let's get to the white kid. You think you're, like, superior because your let's dad's get to the white Finnish? Kid. <laughs> he has proper so, yeah, European yeah, my, my blood. My dad's Finnish, but, like, my mom's Beiruti, so, like, I can speak Arabic. He just mutters two sentences of Arabic, then starts ripping it's the fuck out. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Okay, three it sentences. I'll give you you can that. switch the accent, too, real of quick. Of course. Honestly, I'm going to give you props to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about our uh, fellow Joseph Pietro? Ah, oh, you look like just the regular Christian kid <laughs> from the southern. <laughs> you look like that that dude that pulls up with the oud. <laughs> I don't know. He just he gives me sort of a oud vibe. I don't know. Man. <laughs> yeah. We have uh, Michel Oud in the house. Let me bet. Let me bet something. You fuck with Ziad Rahbani, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> One of his few idols in life. He screams, "I love Ziad Rahbani, man!" <laughs> it's the culture of Lebanon. Anna, more, more than anything, I kind of want to know, when did the Saluminati page start? When did you feel... When did you feel like people were, oh my God, I released something and people are actually really liking this? Uh, okay, so here's a full story. Uh, when I was like 14, 15, I started on Vine. You mm-hmm. guys know what Vine yeah, is? Uh, of yeah, of course. Uh, my fr- I had a close friend of mine who was doing a bunch of Vines and he's like, yo, check this shit out. I was like, okay, let's see what it is. I started making some videos and people were like, that's kind of funny, you know? I was 14, 15, then I started making a bunch of vines, up to 40. I made like 40 vines in total. And then I got a bunch of attention, and then Nikat Lebanese posted one of them. And once you get posted on Nikat Lebanese, Lebanese, you, you get all that attention. Your life on changes. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So it was that boost of attention for me at such a young age, and I was still in high school. And it was like, it was kind of sort of a negative attention at times, but it was greatly positive too. Like my, my parents saw it as a kind of way for me to express my myself and they also didn't like when i was cussing most of the time especially <laughs> i was like young which we but, love uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's it's lo- it's being lebanese right like that's that's what we do cussing Cut, is part of our culture cussing is part of our tongue if anything it's to express yourself uh i got a lot of backlash when i started talking about my culture and everything but no it was mostly positive a lot of people saw it as like a positive way to like talk about the co- culture and in my opinion when you joke about all of these things it's kind of like lessening the tension mm. it's like there's less tension you know and I in my people, opinion i think people's <coughs> perception of things people's perception of things that are going on they tend to analyze things and comprehend things better through jokes rather than you definitely. going and sitting like, down yeah. remember outside or yeah, yeah. giving them powerpoint presentations as to why you should not be doing this well if you do it in a humorous way people will be like holy shit i can actually rate yeah, it yeah, especially yeah. in this and that's fucked up especially in this day and age bro the guy who we have right now in front of us literally fucks with people's 
cultures and, and their stereotypes <laughs> and in a world that has become so fucking PC, you know, you need Definitely. to be politically correct. Yeah, yeah. I think we need more people who are going to talk about the Christians in Jbail and the Shias in Shia Less, lessen, and the yeah. Sunnis in Tari Ijdi. Lessen the, lessen the tension between, between culture, because I see it as culture. Uh, as you see outside, it's like culture differs by color, right? You have like, it depends on your color, your ethnicity. Here in Lebanon, it's based on sect and religion like every area every sect and you have a color culture. you have a color representing each sect Exa as well exactly that's <laughs> the rainbow the <laughs> fucking rainbow yeah and uh, yeah once you like start mocking the culture i feel like it lessens the tension people start to see oh we're not too different after all you know and once we have these associated stereotypes to every sect and we start exaggerating it it's going to be comedy like we're all going to have a good laugh at the end of the day in my opinion but i'm sure you've received some kind of oh definitely yeah. i've definitely gotten black backlash but Honestly, not as not not that much. No, like most people actually fuck with my content. They love it. They think it's wholesome. I'd say it's yeah. refreshing. Yeah, yeah, you know what simple. I mean. Like it's, it's he says things that people are a bit afraid to say. But and I think that's why it, yeah. so many people have resonated. So it's not only like nailing religious stereotypes. Like okay, you know the typical Shia and Shia, the typical Christian from Jabal. Even the the social classes like. I'm Definitely. sitting with two guys here who are in IC, and you did one video. Oh my God. The oh typical God. <laughs> IC guy when he goes to Garten or, or some sort of club. I think that's why so many people related with your content is because you've taken the stereotype. Of course, you've somewhat exaggerated it, but in such a fucking funny way. I and I, yeah, Sorry, yeah. yeah, that's where I'm going to jump right in. I think the beauty is behind the exaggeration. That's where comedy steps in. Once you exaggerate 100%. something, it's going to be funny, you know, regardless of what it is, especially when it's a stereotype. That's what I think. And uh, the reason, like, I guess you guys would be wondering why I know so much about all this. It's because I've had the chance, like, my life has lined up in some sort of weird way where I've had the chance to be able to mingle with so many different backgrounds and classes and what, whichever. It's because, okay, so... I was born in Dahi, born and raised in Dahi, St. Therese. It's, it's somewhat of like partly Christian, partly Shia neighborhood. And, uh, and I went to a Christian school, NPC, National Protestant College. So it was like this cool mix, you know? It's like seeing both sides of what it's like to be there and what it's like to be over there, you know? Like, and that's, that's what I think what pushed this sort of like wanting to joke about all of this. Because where do we live? Like, we're all so separated. So let's like lessen the tensions by joking about country it. as well definitely like. for like we're, we're like if you compare lebanon to where now i'm living in california lebanon is like a university in terms of <laughs> in terms of like the that's a good quote yeah that's basically in, ter in terms of like the social circles it's small dude like it's like storms it's sort of like a university everyone knows each other so yeah i guess that's what lessens the tensions even more when you start joking about it it's like no it's not that deep if they want to make it deep, if like whichever system we're living in, let's not make it deep. Let's like lessen the tension is just what I said. So where are you living now? Are you living in Lebanon or in the U.S. or? I'm uh, currently in the U.S., Long Beach. Uh, I've moved to Long Beach like a year ago. And I, I, for the first time I moved to the U.S., which was like five years ago, I moved to Orange County, which was a whole... That was like an experience, you know, because like, you know how Orange County is. It's very whitewashed. It's very... Your biggest worry is like, are there going to be sharks when we surf like on Saturday? Definitely. Yeah, yeah, like, not is there an explosion that's going to wipe us out? Like the wildest thing that has happened in Irvine and Orange County is like a kid falling off his bike. That's like the worst thing. Like imagine that shift from Dahia, yeah, oh from Centeres, Dahia to Orange, Orange County. County. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a rare. I, I, I don't know much people like that that have tried like living 
and both of these opposite worlds. Was it tough for you to settle in? Uh, like it was kind of it was kind of like a culture shock. That's what I call it. But you know, it is it is what it is. I grew up on Disney, so for we we got China. hold of that American yeah. culture, like inspired by Disney, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Were you like? In terms of fitting in, I know we just went through this, but like, did people give you a bit of a hard time being Arab or was it you didn't really honestly, witness that side of honestly, it? Honestly, this is a cool thing about California is it's very multicultural, you know? And honestly, they never, they wouldn't be too sure about calling you Arab because it's it's different nowadays. There's many mixed kids and it's just different. Like, it's not it's not like what it was 10 years ago, definitely. And especially California, it's very multicultural. Yeah, it's a liberal state. Yeah. 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 And... Um, because the thing is, you like you mentioned, you were making content at such a young age with Vine and coming up, and you're only like you're 20 now, right? Yeah, I'm 20 years you're old. You're 20. Wasn't there pressure of always having to entertain at such a young age? Like oh, definitely. What, what does that do to your psyche? You know, definitely. Doesn't that kind of yeah, fuck you it, up? It, there's definitely a negative side effect to it, of course. That's like when you when you get a splurge of attention, all of a sudden. Like, I'm not used to that. And all of a sudden, people are like, oh, no, be more funny, do that. Of course, it's going to kind of affect you, but it's up to you. It's up to you as a person and how seriously you take it. But that, that fucks you up, bro, at a young age. Like, I've struggled a lot with anxiety, and, like, it was it would be tiny things that would set me off and, and get me into this kind of fucked-up mental state. And getting all those kind of eyes on you and, and expectation, because if your next video is not as funny as your last or your... That, you know that's the I mean? whole thing with content online. And it's even like people in, your, in your case, it's like short form content as well. So yeah. like you need to squeeze as much quality as you can into something that's almost like maximum one minute long. You have to get like a whole storyline in there as well as yeah. making it funny as that's why That's why I've always went with this motto that I've had myself, just be yourself. You know, like don't, don't go too far in it. Because people eventually like you for you, not on the content that you push. Like, people will form, like, sort of this connection, even if it's just as pathetic as Instagram. Like, people will actually have this sort of connection. They understand your mentality more. Definitely, yeah. I've seen a lot of people that have grown to be interested in what I say about something. Like, they they actually lost all the interest in my comedy. It's not what's... Now, all they care about is that what's your say on this subject right now. So that's... I I mean, that's the whole formula of being on the internet, right? Just, like, tackling whatever's trendy so you can... Either joke about it, either like raise awareness. Yeah, raise I, awareness. I think that's what resonated with us. Like we found your stuff to be very funny, but then when you started looking deeper into it and seeing your take on so many like issues that are going on in society, I felt personally, and I think with Iran as well, we're like, holy shit! Like this guy's funny, but he's also aware of what the fuck is going on. That yeah, that's cool. that's the cool thing about having a platform is that you can be using it to raise awareness or even give your opinion on something to either like educate someone from your perspective. Yeah. The thing is with with like having a platform, I don't even want to say we have a platform because we don't, but I was so wary going into podcasting now, even though most of it is through sound rather than through visual, just because of kind of the mentality of people. And I was so pessimistic. And what are people going to say? People are going to fuck me. And I just, you know, I'm I'm an overthinker. Definitely, definitely. And it gets into my head. And, you know, even he was telling me, yo, you need to chill the fuck. People are not that bad. I I get you. I have anxiety too. Anxiety actually develops like paranoia sometimes. Yeah. And especially ADHD. I've actually been prescribed Ritalin from from my college campus. And yeah, it's like a trip. You definitely get paranoid about some, some things, but Honestly, nobody's perfect. At the end of the day, we're all gonna fuck up on camera. We're all gonna like slip something. We're we're in a constant process to learn, regardless of whether we're so aware of like how politically correct what you we're have saying. To be yeah. And yeah, yeah. Going back to that political correctness, I just feel and something that I love about your like sketches that you do about the content that you promote on Instagram 
is that there's this thing about being a man in Lebanon, which is toxic masculinity, Definitely. where every single Definitely. guy has to act as if he's the shit, the I got the table, I got the car, and stuff like that. And I love that about you. Yeah, I love yeah. that you make fun of that. Because most of these guys, deep down inside, they're insecure as fuck. Oh, de- definitely. It's st- I feel like it stems from being raised in the household which you're in. Your father tells you, oh, you got to do this, you got to be more manly, or you got you got way much more expected from you. Yeah, it, it all stems for the household at the end of the day. That's how people are raised. That, that's what develops you into what you are right now. Yeah, toxic masculinity is a thing in Lebanon. You cannot deny that. Cause like, yeah, I think one of the reasons why you blew up and people fucked your content, number one, it was diverse and you, you addressed several things. But you fucked with this stigma of, oh, look at me, man. I'm Beirut. I'm I went with her. Like, and people, I think, needed to see that. Because what happened was before that, Tari and I would talk about it. We'd talk about it behind closed doors and be like, man, fuck these Lebanese guys who think they're this, this. And then you came out and you nailed the perfect sketch behind it. And I think that's what drew people to it's, you. It's the approach, right? Like, I'm, uh, I'm a comedian. I do this, com- this whole, whole comedic videos. It's great to, like, slip in this message through this comedy. In the approach that these people, these certain people that have toxic masculinity, if you, put, if you use the approach that they use, they would probably get it. They would understand that, hey, chill out. You know, like, it's not that big of a deal. You don't have to prove yourself constantly. And it's everywhere. It's not like, if we want to talk about toxic masculinity, it's even in the workplace. It's, oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's, absolutely. you see it in schools, in the workplace, and it, and it has a lot of side effects. It's a bunch of negativity that's surrounding it. And yeah, again, it stems from the household. I'm pretty sure of it. It's The household in the sense that, like in Lebanon, especially when the pressure comes to the guy, oh, you're the guy. So you should, when you graduate, you should get a job. You should get a good paying job. You should build a career for yourself. You should marry a girl. You should marry a good looking girl. You should raise a family and you should be the provider of the family. Oh, wait, you're going to be living in a household where the woman is going to be earning more income than you. Your family is going to look at you in a bad way. What type of man are you? And listen, guys, we're in fucking 2020. Like, if you go to the Western world, it's completely normal. But that's the thing. I wanted to know, like, when when you put these videos that are kind of, they're so fucking funny and they're exaggerating on the stereotype. But in terms of people's reaction, do people hit you up and are like, actually, yo, like, that was me or this is my friends and it's kind of changed my perception when you poke fun at it. Dude. I've loved the backlash that I've gotten out of the page. As, <laughs> like, I've loved it. People meet, meet me randomly in the streets and they're like, you entertain us so much. And I'm like, why? Because I still don't believe it. I'm still like, every time I get someone, I'm still happy with it. I'm still loving it. I'm loving the attention. I'm so addicted to the attention. Uh, yeah, every time someone pulls up and you're like, dude, you're a genius. You're doing this. You're doing that. And I'm, I feel grateful. Because this isn't about me. This, isn't a, this is about the message that I'm trying to portray at the end of the day. It's about like trying to make a change culturally. And I think, again, I stress on this, I think comedy is a great way to make cultural change. A lot of people don't agree with me, but they don't understand the influence. I'm, I'm, I'm actually witnessing the influence firsthand. I've seen a lot of people change because of the way like, I've tried to deliver my messages. And it's great, honestly. Even for younger people, 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds, 18-year-olds, they the get to understand something out man, of it. We were talking like a couple episodes ago about how... As Lebanese people, we tend to laugh as a coping mechanism. Definitely. Yeah, you know? Definitely. Pain and, shit. and but man, like when you, comedy, I think you're right. I think it is literally the best way to convey a message, to relate it with so many people. And some will get offended. Some oh, will. Definitely. Because it's, in, it's inevitable. It will happen. Yeah, yeah, it's inv- inevitable. Ima- like for each one offended, you will have 200 entertained. 
So you know, if you do mm. the math, it's a good it's a good it number. It's, it's, more, it's, more, it's more people relating to it, it, it than not. Because you mentioned people coming up to you on the streets and resonating with the shit you're doing, and, and then fucking liking and and saying thank you, and you're a genius. And but at the same time, I must imagine there's there's like a certain fucking pressure of being that guy. You're the guy. You're Saluminati. Oh, you're on me. Instagram. You're making jokes. Oh, trust me. So trust when me. when when I see you in public, it's Make me laugh. You know yeah, what I mean? Uh, like, you're the funny yeah. guy. Make me laugh. That's something Tell I want to talk joke. about. That's something I want to talk about, is that people are always expecting me to throw a joke. I'll throw a joke, but, like, sometimes I'm out of mood, you know? Yeah. You're not always that guy. Yeah, on definitely, definitely. I, I get in my feels. I do my thing. I'm always busy sometimes. But, yeah, just, like... But, like, doesn't it get to a point where you... you I don't know whether this is an Arab thing, because here we don't have... It took corona for us to realize that we need social distancing. Because even if you're not a guy who has X amount of followers on Instagram, we don't really have social distancing. It's do this, or oh, you've gained weight. Or, people are up front in your face here. It depends on you and how unfazed you are by it. Yeah. I feel like I, feel like I don't even care. You want me to joke? I'll throw a joke. You know, like, it, it, if like you make if, people if laugh, you make people exactly. laugh. Exactly. I actually put, I, I actually think about the person having a laugh more than me being, being annoyed by it. I actually don't care. Like, but like, I'll, do you think sometimes because there's that image of you being Saluminati and that people might not actually know who Ali Saloum is. Like, they think that you're Saluminati 24-7, but they don't really know the person who's Ali Saloum. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, honestly, it's not that deep. Honestly, you're right, but yeah. it's not that deep for me because Instagram is Instagram is at the end of the yeah. day, right? It's, it's what you see throughout my video. You don't know me, that's great. You want to know me, that's also great. That's why I usually link my private Instagram over there. So I just, I just keep it content. It's always content. But uh, if you actually want to know me, have a conversation with me. I'll talk about myself all day. Like, 100%. Yeah, we'll have a great conversation. And when you, when you started this platform and you're getting literally hundreds of thousands of views per post and everything, what's going through your head? In your head, are you saying, oh, my God, I'm onto something. People are fucking liking it. I could possibly make a career out of this. Or are you just saying, well, this is a fun thing and I'm going to do it on the side and see where it takes It's it. definitely like a fun thing that I see on the side. Because I know so many fun pe funny people, you know? It's just the difference between me and these funny people is I put the effort in to, like, put a camera in and talk about it, edit it. No, I know so many funny Lebanese people that they can probably pull off the same thing I'm doing, if not better. They're my close friends, too. Uh, it really is about the effort that you want to put in it. And, yeah, it's a fun thing. It's always been a fun thing. I started like this. It's always going to be like this. Uh, being able to use the platform for good benefits, that's where it starts helping, right? Raising awareness about stuff. That's what I think the whole point of having an influencer persona platform on Instagram is going to, you know, that's pretty much it. Uh, what was the question again? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, I was, no, I was, gonna, I, I, I was no. interested. I was interested because I saw that obviously you're a very funny guy and you're talking about being a comedian. Do you think... Do you ever think that in your life you would try to do any stand-up comic, whether it's in Arabic or in English? Do you think that's something you've... Have you thought about that? Honestly, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go all in on it, but yeah. I wouldn't mind do doing... Do it on like the side. Like yeah, yeah, do I wouldn't mind doing like a stand-up comedy special yeah. sometime if it works yeah. for me. But I no, see it's, not, it it's not my main interest. Especially in Lebanon, I could see you with your humor. I could see you going up on a stage and talking in Arabic and doing a few skits and... I, I could see. People I like improv. Improv, improv sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see you doing. But that. Uh, yeah, I, I would love to like try it, try it out sometimes. But my main focus is writing. I have like I have a passion for writing. I like to write whether it's whether it's music, lyrics, uh, script, whatever it is, whatever that whatever writing skill it takes for me to like get smart with it, get creative with it. That's what I think is pretty cool. That's what I'm passionate about. 
But I'm I'm kind of surprised that you said it. You're, you're you know it's more of a fun thing because I know I don't want to measure things on the basis of followers, but having 80k plus followers on Instagram, and more importantly, having it resonate with so much people, I feel like yeah, there is a certain Lebanese mentality of yeah yeah it's for fun, man. You know it's so cute the videos you do, they're fun. But I feel like if you were to properly think and you know view ways of how to monetize and not necessarily an Instagram page, but create a business out of it, you definitely could, you're onto something. Like you could make a career. I've thought about this so many times. <clears throat> I've actually thought about this so many times, monetizing, probably going off to YouTube, which is a great step, but YouTube isn't that big in Lebanon. The only way you can monetize on Instagram is through ads. Yeah. And honestly, people don't want to see it. I've tried ads a couple of times. Not only do people not want to see it, it's just that I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I want to do this, you know, as much as like profitable it can be. I don't want to do it. I've seen it a few I times with don't. Instagram influencers in Lebanon when they start promoting ads and I just look at the comment section and everybody's just fucking roasting them. They're like, I, I used to respect you and I used to like you, but now you want to create it and do anything. But at the same time, I understand why people would get pissed. But at the same time, if you guys, this is the way I look at it, you have to have a bit of empathy. If you guys constantly demand that content being brought out by said influencer and you want them to make a living out of it, then this is the only way these guys can make money off it. That's the only way. But I understand why people would get pissed, but at the same time, I think people get a bit too pissed and are too harsh on people, like, if they're trying oh, to definitely. monetize tough it. Because crowd. they're trying to make a living out of it. The Lebanese people are a very tough crowd. Yeah. This is from experience. <laughs> very tough, very cynical, very critical. They'll criticize anything, but <clears throat> I most of the times, okay, so... I've had a lot of cases, I've talked to a bunch of other comedians, influencers, and they talk about this, like, I can't handle hate, I can't, but you gotta understand that most of the, most of what you're calling hate is not hate, it's just criticism, and it's from someone who probably admires you. You know, they, they don't mean no harm for you, they're probably criticizing you as someone who's trying to root for you. That's, that's most of the cases, because a person who's trying to hate on you, that's just hate, that's, it's probably personal. But when someone criticizes you and they fuck with your content, that's a whole different story. They're trying to do it for you. They're trying to see something that can change you for the positive. But yeah, we all have opinions at the end of the day. We all have perspectives towards stuff. And that's... that's opinions are like assholes. <laughs> Everybody has one. <laughs> right? That, thanks, Mahatma Gandhi, for enlightening us with that beautiful... Pietro 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 with that, with that beautiful Moving asshole on. quote that you just came but up with. Is that an MLK quote? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a dream, that <laughs> asshole. Uh, but that's the thing, man. I wanted to know about influencers here. They have quite a large reach. And in America, people are kind of monetizing this. But I feel like in Lebanon, there's this certain kind of perception that it doesn't matter how much I have, I'm never going to make a career out of this. And I just wanted to know, I don't know if you're part of it, but within this kind of Lebanese influencer sphere, is it a matter of, yeah, yeah, we can keep making content here and that's fun and everything. But if we don't scale and make our content for outside, we're never going to be successful. Oh, definitely. I think Lebanon is pretty limited. How much are we, like 4 million people? And like a million, if not less, are just the people, are, are that certain demographic that have Instagram and keep up. So that's nothing. You don't even have a platform at this point. You know, it, yeah, it's nothing, honestly. You do want to scale. Uh, it starts with Lebanon, the Middle East, and then probably even bigger if you want to start speaking English. It's tough. It's definitely tough. But if you know, if you know about what you're talking about, that's that's gonna be it. And if you and if you keep it Lebanese oriented too, if you talk about the culture the whole time, I think that's what's gonna drag people in from like outside globally. They'd like to see the uh, outlook 
on what, what's being Lebanese, am I right? He, he, he said a good point about like scaling and then you brought back to talking about if you want to change your content and make it more English but relatable. And at the same time, the population of Lebanon is 4 million. People who use social media here is probably a million. But then you have the, the expats, and then you have the expats that are mainly English-speaking people that live abroad, and that's like how many? 15 million people? The yeah, figures are always changing. Yeah. I, I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, I, can't, yeah. I'm I forgot about that audience, too. Yeah. yeah. The Lebanese expats, the diaspora, they love this shit. They, uh, uh, probably half, if not, like 30 to 50% of my audience is purely uh, Lebanese people in Australia, Canada, Europe, uh, America, and they love this shit. And I'll tell you why. They love this shit because they lack the culture. And so when they see the culture being like, presented properly the way it is and in a funny way they're gonna love it they're gonna get addicted to it i got i got a bunch of people out here from like america and like canada they're loving it and that's that's what keeps it positive too is that you're you're at least giving them an outlook to what it's really like because we all know that they have a false false perception yeah. of what it's actually yeah. like <laughs> no that's there's way more to it you know it's not like that <laughs> and going back to the topic about as expats and having like false perceptions like i have a few cousins that fully Lebanese, but they've been living in the States. And even they haven't been to Lebanon for the past 10, 12 years. Even their perception about Lebanon, okay, let's forget forget the bomb in the last year, but their perception about Lebanon is that, oh, it's totally unstable, it's totally unstable, and you have people that are constantly doing ergile and this other stereotypical bullshit. They're doing ergile? <laughs> How dare they? How dare they? How dare they smoke <laughs> some of that shisha, bro? <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I feel somebody who has a voice like yourself can help maybe bridge that gap yeah, yeah, yeah. between the native Lebanese and the Lebanese person who lives in Dearborn, Michigan, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, something, something I notice a lot is the diaspora, which are Lebanese expats, they love portraying Lebanon as this haven, this perfect haven of... The Paris of the middle. No, it's fucking not, man. Wait, so you mean like, like ski? We don't want you to say that shit. We <laughs> want you to live here. That's yeah. the thing. But like, dude, dude, do you know that you could go skiing and then come yeah. back yeah. out to the so beach? The in in one hour, Habibi, you can go you know, from you know the mountains to the beach. We have a better nightlife. We have a better nightlife scene here than Mykonos, right? <laughs> so the fuck what? Do you see what's happening in the fucking country? <laughs> like, that's all, that's all they talk about. I, sh I shit you not. When I, when I see like whitewashed Lebanese kids in California, they're like, Lebanon is so great, dude. It's like a party over there. Everyone's having fun. It's so beautiful. It's not a desert. We're not like the shitty Arabs. We don't have... De like, what do you... So if it's not a desert, like, it's a cool We're good. Thing. We're amazing. Like, that's... I hate this... Oh, I hate man. this wave of, like, wanting to be accepted by white people. Like, oh, yeah, we're not a desert. We don't have camels. We're not like the Arabs. Like, that's not the point. They're living in the now. That's cognitive dissonance, actually, in application. They're living in the now, and they're like, I don't want to talk about this. I just want whatever I want to be portrayed about my country to the people that I live with here. You know, that's, I understand it, but, but that's like you making a statement about your passion about your own country, your, your what do you call it, nationalism, patriot, patriotism. I, I like that nationalism when it comes so. When I, when I saw you, obviously, when I saw your Instagram page, I saw that you also had the link to your SoundCloud and that you're actually rapping. And so the trend when it came to music in Lebanon over the past few years was, oh, we're really into techno or house music and everybody wants to be a DJ right now. Yeah, there's now. a big techno scene. Yeah, yeah there's yeah, a I'll huge techno scene. But saying I want to be a Lebanese rapper that raps in English, being a white rapper from Lebanon, Trying to make it in America, that's like a hundred times more. Not, not white, bro. Yellow. Like, I was, <laughs> you know what Are I mean? you calling like, me white, bro? Not white, technically. Like, you're, uh, you're, I'm fairly. You're sand. You're sand. Yeah. But, yeah. like, do you know what, when, I was, Dubai. <laughs> yeah. when I was seeing, uh, when I was seeing some of the track IDs, 
one of them was 961 if i'm not mistaken and i could see like some of the even through your lyrics like indirectly using smart wordplay to relate to your upbringing in beirut yeah i feel like i feel like that's what's cool about this persona is that hey i was born and raised in lebanon then i moved to california like five years ago i haven't been here for long so it kind of like separates me as someone but yeah again to go back to the subject uh every every like one out of four people i met in la are trying to be a rapper or an actor or like a producer it's so common out here and and rap is easy you know you can you can get a ghostwriter you can get into it you can probably nowadays you'll probably like rap anything and it, it might be a hit you know just mumble a few things yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. It it's all about the production it's all about the production. Bro, please, let's not talk about mumble rap. It's insulting to the craft. Yeah, yeah, right. Joe personally admires Migos so much. Like he has like a few Call posters of. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's Joe's, la- Joe's last name is Migos. <laughs> there's an okay. So mumble rap. I'm not strongly against it. I actually think it's its own type of genre. You know, I think. Listen, if you want to get yeah. lit at a party and you're like drunk, have a few drinks yeah. in, it's a, it's, it's, it's a vibe. I, it's it's, a vibe. it's easy to criticize yeah. something fucking new, I, but I, when I, it comes on and you're listening to it, and thing you're like, is, oh, I shit, won't listen. Okay. Well, like on my free time, if I'm taking a walk on the street, I won't listen to mumble rap. But like, if I'm with the boys, we're getting lit, having a few drinks, I wouldn't mind. I, I just don't mind. If I'm in a bar <laughs> and I hear <laughs> a mumble rap song. I will leave. Imagine you're in a party and then Playboy Cardi comes on. They're trying to be crazy. They're trying to be crazy. <laughs> oh, that was <laughs> that that you to walk that was out. Disaster, no, but Joe, Joe, you like? I, I know you like Kendrick. I know you like, bro. I hip hop. I love hip hop. Like there's amazing hip hop music. It's not definitely, about that, definitely. but bro, because hip hop in itself, they t- they took this genre and the real hip hop artists, they really gave it their heart and soul to put everything in it. You know, like the suffering, the pain, the heart. Definitely. It was a voice. It, in it the early 90s, voice, it was a voice was a for voice. black people in the States. So, so it's taking that style of music and taking it to its excellence, to as high as it can go. Mumble rap is taking that style of music <laughs> and adapting it to every little bird-brained oh, no, no, no. idiot yeah, on the planet. Mumble rap is more about... Yeah, you're right. I actually agree with you. I actually think uh, old-school hip-hop and even like full-on rapping with like a full-verse hip-hop is way better, in my opinion. But I think that mumble rap is its own genre because it's more focused on the melody and the flow in relation with the beat. And that's why so many people fuck with it nowadays because you got to be faded. Or people are good. Like, I know, it, I know it's, it's, when you look at it on paper, it's idiotic because it's yeah, like, yeah. but when you listen to it, there's something melodic about it. There's more to it. Have you seen a documentary on Netflix? It was used like, released three years ago, The Defiant Ones, the one about Dr. I actually haven't, but I've heard about it. Bro, what does it talk about? Basically, talks about like their entire career progression. Jimmy Iovine, he was not supposed to be who he was he was like a dropout from university if i wasn't mistaken and then he just happened to be in the right place at the right time dr dre was this kid in compton who was just really into music and then yeah, suddenly yeah. became a legendary producer and talks about their careers and any person who really wants to get not necessarily just into the music field but any person who has a passion about what they really want to do and they're really relentless about that passion that's great inspiration yeah. for anyone. and it's through each decade like he, he dre himself was every decade he was changing and adapting and his music was different and the sounds were different. Like it rap was, in the 80s was different from the 90s. No, but even, even what was crazier yeah, about definitely. it, there was no internet at the time and then you had this kid from Compton who was like just like collecting, listening to records from 19, uh, from French opera in 1967 and, yeah, and taking it. a small sample, like just that like violin chord and then taking a small sample 
editing that sample and making it sound like, you know, what's the difference with him and Eminem? Taking that sample and totally changing it to a hip hop beat. That was the great thing from my eyes about Dr. Dre as a producer, that he would just restructure old songs and without the internet. So he would actually have to put in the effort to listen and to find all these vinyl players. Dude, that was them. that was the point of hip hop. When hip hop first came, that was sampling. Yes, sampling, sampling became everything. The word sampling got coined because of hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not anything else. Yeah. Even Kanye West back in the day cool. was great. Yeah, bro, Kanye, every single Jay-Z, one. Dr. J, they were all about yeah, that yeah. sampling. Bro, Jay-Z had amazing samples. Dr. Dre, he's the king of this shit. And I've I've listened to some of your stuff, and I told you this already, like off camera and off mic and everything. I was like, I expected it not to be good. Like I was literally like, I get you. You know what I mean? I like because I knew you from Instagram, yeah, and it's yeah. like, how do you take a guy from this world into that world? And he's gonna be talented. But I swear to God, I'm not doing this to blow smoke. And I told Todd this the other day. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, shit. <laughs> like he actually has flow yeah, and yeah. he's a good yeah, beat. Yeah, yeah. And for me, listen, the reason I'm so passionate about it is because. I was rapping since I was 13. I made like a couple of cheesy tracks. At first they were comedic. At first I would put like comedy into it, just like, just fuck around. Uh, but now it's like, it means more to me, you know? I'm like I'm passionate about actually writing my, ex- about my experience, just 100%. like living here and then moving to the US. 100%, yeah. I've al- I've, I always talk about this. I have a song called Fob. It means fresh off the boat. And what fresh off the boat means, it means you just came off the boat that got you here to America. So now you have like another second life. So that's like my own experience too. Uh, to go back to what you were saying, uh, yeah, it's kind of like two personas, definitely. And it's kind of weird, but I honestly do not give a flying fuck. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm all about doing both. I don't... And is, is it a sense that Lebanese people are like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stick to your jokes, bro. Stick to fucking yeah, yeah. with Shias and mayonnaise. Dude, and stick dude, to fucking definitely. with... And that's when, where I hop in. I'll be like, yeah, okay. I'll stick to that and I'll stick to that too. Yeah. Like, I'll, do, I'll do both. Yeah. Do you yeah. have a name? Do you have like a rap moniker? That you uh, I, honestly, I honestly want to use Salum. All right. Yeah. All right. I, cool. I, I kind of fuck with it. Nice. No, it's a good but it's, it's well. always like due to change. I'm still in my first... I'm, I'm thinking about dropping a mixtape very soon. It talks about this whole switch up too. It's going to be quite... It's gonna have like a bunch of different sounds. It's gonna. It might have like just one mumble, mumble. Yeah, mumble rap, rap track. Yeah. Go for just it, to bro. Be able to Yo, Joe, to the Joe, Joe's the biggest hater. Go for a mumble rap. I'll, I'll, I'll endorse it. But that's the if thing. If you about want, give me the track. I'll change it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Philharmonica. That's the thing about like you know when you when you show people this certain side of you on Instagram, it's just such this expectation and shit and. You're trying to do something new. You're trying to alleviate yourself from just being the guy who does jokes and everything. And I don't know, like, is it like, is there a certain even pressure from, because I know Lebanese society and I know how kind of corrosive it can be. Like, with your parents, are your parents like, yo, what are you doing, Ron? Like, you know? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my parents, yo, definitely. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, a, great, parents, that's a great question. Dude, my pa- up, like, okay, so here's, a, here's something funny. My dad is an electrical engineer. My mom is a math teacher. They, they, they think I'm, they're, they're always like, you're talented, but no, we want you to get your degree. And that's why I'm always like going after my degree. I think, it's, I think it's perfect if I get my degree first and then work on all of this. This has always been a side thing. I've been working. I've always worked part-time. I worked with Target. I worked retail. I've, done, I've worked as a waiter for Cheesecake Factory. That was all in Orange County. Uh, like I've always been living the, the normal student. Yeah, just hustling. And we, we've never, we, like, we were never that middle class. We're almost middle class, but I've always felt like I had to work to be able to earn my shit, you know? And it's great to rap about it. It's great. I'll, I'll rap about me working as a waiter, you know? Like, a lot of people set boundaries. Oh, if you want to rap, you want to be gangster. You want to be 
No, that's not the case at all. That's not. That's absolutely not the case at all. And uh, and you well, can just talk okay. about your experiences. We all have our ups and downs and whatever it is, whatever it is we're working on. And uh, what what I like about, especially you right now, we were going back to the topic of toxic masculinity. I personally, no, no, but, but, but no, 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 but, but no, it ties it ties into what he's saying. Yeah, yeah though, definitely, definitely. Because yeah, especially, <laughs> it's a great, especially, especially in Lebanon, it's it's so hard. I know so many people that might be middle class people, but there's this image that no, I cannot show other people around me that I'm middle class, that I'm I working that. a part-time job. Yeah. I have to show them that I can pay $150 on the table or else I won't be cool. I have to show them that my, I have to try to big up my dad, like, oh, my dad's an engineer. No, my dad is the head of the engineering department. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> there's that pressure and people feel so insecure about actually being like, no, fuck it. This is who I fucking am. You either vibe with me or not. Ex that's exactly my life, mo my life motto. I hate how people on Instagram, even in Lebanon in particular, like I've seen the differences. People here love to constantly like portray an image that's not what they truly are. And it's, I'm not, I'm not trying to be the dick, the party pooper. No, not at all. I'm just saying it, 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 it would be way cooler if everyone's honest about themselves, you know? Just keep it, keep it wholesome, keep it true to yourself, be yourself, you know? I think that would be a great first step for society in this country to advance if people can be more comfortable with who they actually are and who their family, what their family background actually definitely, is. Definitely. Bro, it's, it's all about everyone. social status. Imagine, just imagine a world where everyone always tells the truth. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It would be a boring I, I just, <laughs> Yeah, I just like, I, I locked it on your face and I was like, oh it sounds my like God. <laughs> No, but it's true. We, we have a certain thing in society. And why I... Honestly, I was always the type of guy who used to hate on people who were doing stuff on Instagram. I used to always be that type of guy. Like, oh, yeah, yeah it's funny, but who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? But having certain platforms like yours and, and addressing all the fucking stigma we have, but doing it in a way where even if you are that guy, you look at it and you're like, yeah, no, <laughs> that's pretty fucking funny. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can't help but laugh at it. And that's why I felt like you know, we needed to have you on today because we spoke about this off camera, but going back to the Beirut explosion, and this was a very nice kind of few minutes to get out of anything but the Beirut explosion in Beirut, but right now people fucking need your content. Like they need that, even if it's 30 seconds, they need that 30 seconds that's going to transport bro. them from this city and this country to you know, just that funny stereotype and I can laugh at it. So people need it right now. That's what comedy is about, just like having a break. Am I right? Uh, so just to clarify, right now you're not in between here in the U.S. You're in the U.S. Oh, yeah, You're just coming back this here. This is my first it. time here for like three months. Yeah, because of corona and everything, I just had to take a break. My parents were like, come back here for a little bit. I had a couple opportunities to make like some ad money. That was pretty much it. It was like sort of a vacation and I'm making unemployment off of the U.S. too. So that's mm, pretty much fair it. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Two birds, one stone. Exactly. So what does, you know, I don't want to sound like your grandpa or anything, but what does the future hold? Like, khalas, you want to stay in the U.S. and kind of make a career there? Or is there always an eye on Lebanon? Or And what do you want? Do you want, you know, to live in a peaceful life in Lebanon? The thing is, given the fact that I have my passport, of course I would love to spend the rest of my life in the U.S. But you, I, I think you guys understand me that you can't leave Lebanon, you know? Like, you always want to visit, you always want to know There's what's up. There's always that weird tie that pulls you exactly. back. Exactly. It's, it's called nostalgia, honestly. Like, I've always had it. Like, the first year I moved out, I, moved out, I was like, I kind of miss Lebanon, you know? I'm born and raised here. N know everybody here, here in Beirut. It's kind of like, it's just like your backbone, I'd, I'd call it, maybe. Yeah. 
I agree with you 100%. And I think we all kind of want this ideal Lebanon where the yeah. economy is thriving, where the media and artistic industries are thriving yeah. because the potential here is endless. And in the US, you're just kind of... It's a big Another circle. schmuck. You know, yeah, you're just kind exactly. of somebody else what, doing... What am I in the US anyways? Nothing. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're Ali from Dahi. Yeah. You're Ali. I'm just He's another out. Ali. You get screened at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> you're Ali. Not only that, they'll go through my baggage yeah, at the airport. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, they'll be like, oh, is that toothpaste? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of course yeah, it is toothpaste. <laughs> all right. Cavity search. Um, no, so I think we all kind of hope for this idealistic Lebanon where we can, you know do the best we can here and make careers out of here. But what I will say is that you may think your platform and the videos you do are kind of nothing, but, well, not nothing, but I promise you they're so important right now because people need comedy. People need to alleviate themselves. Mentally, we are beyond fucking depressed, bro. We are depressed, repressed, anxious, every symptom. So the videos you do, as funny as they are, yeah. they're going to help people. Hell Just yeah. a bit. Maybe it can That's even make like someone's week. It's you know, like, it, like it can help people in so many different ways. I'm sure there are people, first of all, that just can't wait until you post something just so they can get that two minutes or three minutes Definitely. of just happiness, you know, a bit of humor going on in their lives. And there are other people who you could change their opinions or raise awareness in certain subject matters. So it's like positivity in many different fields at the same time. Definitely. Especially for expats too. I think about this all the time. It's sort of like a a way to ground them culturally because you know like they don't g- they don't have this they don't have this exposure to the actual culture all the time so it's kind of a cool way to like yeah. make content about it for sure uh ali thank you so much man keep doing what you're doing because got my wheels unattached i'ma snatch that 45 miles out of luck i'ma snap back shit is real not a test call it blackjack money but dank fucking butt like a lab rat all my feels in the trash i'ma walk in took a wild shot now you looking at a grown man shit was real way back it was dark then had a wild gal though she holding on my dark end ali drove down on the hill ali broke down was the feels yeah 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 ali broke down because of tears brought him off clowns and some tears yeah Okay, check, took it slow. I don't know, think I'm a player. Throw that shit in my head, like you said, I'm gonna do it all day, yeah. On my shit, pull up on the block, man. Suck on the tip of my neck while I'm rubbing the clip. She be giving me top, man. Back to back, I have the right to disagree. Cause you told your mama on me, said I'm fucking Lebanese. On a break, have me singing for real. Man, fuck it, on a date, have me ringing for feet in the damn bucket. I don't hate, but you're leaking, I'm ready to fall for it. I ain't late, I ain't stupid, I'm just. I'm just fucking your girl, like, nah. <laughs> Dude, I got, like, I, got, I got like 15 more tracks. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please make sure to like, follow, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Anrami, Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, and I'm a sellout. Thank you. Also, we'd love your feedback, so please DM us on Instagram at Fauda2020.